worse than an old movie script. It's Biden goes to the Middle East, more climate craziness starting up, and people, I guess, don't understand exactly how abortion works. All today, Eric's America. You have come to the right place. Hope you love America. Hope you're tired of the same thing all day, every day. Bringing you a different point of view. Bringing you the right point of view. From an everyday American, recorded all over. No agenda, just America. Hello and welcome back. Uh, Glad to be here on this wonderful Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Boy. Yeah, has been, uh, enjoy. I've been trying to enjoy uh, some summertime and uh, doing my best uh, between that and work. So uh, I guess uh, for the next little while, I'm just going to do the Wednesdays and try to enjoy some of the weekends and uh, see how that goes. Um, I do see more and more people are uh, checking out the podcast, which is very, very encouraging. Uh, please uh, keep liking, subscribing, rating, reviewing. All those things do help um, tremendously, uh, especially on Apple Podcast. If the five stars makes all the difference, uh, basically all it does, all these things do um, is just make the algorithm like it more and push it up the charts. So it won't really matter uh, what uh what companies want to do or don't want to do or want to hear, don't want to hear. It doesn't matter as long as the algorithm is happy and fed with plenty of stars and reviews and all that. Uh, it is happy. So that's uh, very much appreciated. And we're going to get started for today. Uh, so it was worse. You know, we used to have all those movies. Um, I remember seeing them and, you know, watched a few of them when they came out. You know, this person goes here, this person goes here. You know, whatever it was, uh, there was a whole lot of, you know, going to places on movies and they were usually B comedies and they were just ridiculous. Well, uh, we have one of our own. We have one of our own. And that is Biden goes to Saudi Arabia or the Middle East. It uh, it was pretty terrible. uh, And he was just awful, just awful. I mean, they forgot to uh, pack his uh, medication or they just didn't shoot him up enough before he left. Whatever the answer is to that, uh, he was just completely awful about going uh, when he went on this trip. And it makes us look terrible. Uh, One of the videos I saw was uh, he was meeting with um, the um, Israeli um, president. And uh, basically had to be uh, helped and led to where he was supposed to sit down. I mean, it's just a terrible look. What an awful, awful situation for us to be in. You know, the the leader of the uh, free world, essentially, uh, just looks like a crotchety old, you know, derelict being led around and shown where his chair is. And he did not speak much better. Um He talked about Palestinians. He went on this agonizing, agonizing speech about nurses. Uh, Again, it's it's so bad. Um, And read comments in front of, um, I guess it was uh, leadership of the uh, oil 
uh, contingency there in Saudi Arabia. He reads comments. I mean, he's practically asleep. It's just unreal. Anyway, we'll get into some of this. Uh, and he talks about the Palestinians a lot and how much he wants to help them. Uh, here he is uh, talking about the Palestinians. The Palestinian people are hurting now. You feel, you can just feel it. You can feel, grief you and just feel it. Mm-hmm. In the United States, we can feel it. Oh. But we've never grew really? up on the word I can't feel peace. It. You know, there must be a political horizon. That the oh, Palestinian people mean. can actually see, mm-hmm. or at least feel. We cannot allow the hopelessness to seal away the future that so many have worked toward mm-hmm. for so long. Mm-hmm. So even if the ground is not right for, at this moment to restart negotiations, states and my administration will not give up on trying mm-hmm. to bring the Palestinians and Israelis mm-hmm. and both sides closer together. I do believe that in this moment, when Israel is improving relations with its neighbors throughout the region, we can harness that same momentum to reinvigorate the peace process between the Palestinian people and the Israelis. Oh, okay. All right. So he's on and on and on. Of course, he's uh, talking about a two-state solution, which will never work <clears throat> because one of the states, uh, that would be the Palestinians, uh, part of their charter, part of their whole uh, system is that they will never recognize Israel and that their mission is to destroy Israel and destroy the Israeli people. So that might make it a little problem. I mean, I don't know how you uh, negotiate around that one. That one seems like it's going to be a bit of a problem. Just just throwing it out there. Maybe just a bit of a problem. But don't worry, because Joe understands. You know, we all feel how they feel here in America. No, I don't. I have no idea what the hell is going on over there. And at this point, can we just say that the American people don't give a shit? They don't. They're worried about being able to afford to live. They do not give a shit. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. How much money we give away every year. And not uh, we. I mean, it is we. Uh, Our government gives away of our money or just prints it where we have to pay for it anyway because it drives inflation up. So all of it is a huge problem. But here we go. This is how much Joe. I mean, Joe just understands. He's just so empathetic. He knows exactly what everybody. I mean, he just uh, the feeler in chief, really. Here he is comparing, uh, which I don't know why you would do this, um, sort of bashing our largest ally, which is, you know, um, you know, the UK. Um, Bashing on them uh, because apparently he knows exactly how the Palestinians feel because, I mean, he's gone through it. He's gone through it because, well, you know, there's just such similarities between apparently the Irish and the Palestinian people. Yeah. My background and the background of my family is Irish American. And uh, mm-hmm. we uh, have a, uh, a long history. Oh, boy. Of, uh, not fundamentally unlike the Palestinian people with uh, mm-hmm. Great Britain and their attitude toward Irish Catholics over the years, for 400 years. Yeah, yeah, because... I mean, they're exactly the same. I mean, there's virtually no difference. I mean, well, Ireland was its own country. um, And, yeah, there was 
Yeah, there's uh, some issues there. Uh, completely different um, between the Israelis and Palestinians. But, you know, uh, Joe, you know, he was he was back there fighting during uh, what the Irish call the Troubles, you know, um, when you had the IRA and all that. I mean, Joe was out there fighting in the streets. You know, that's, that's who he was. Well, I mean, of course, he wasn't in Ireland, and he never had to deal with Great Britain. Um, huh. Well, you know, uh, virtually the same. I mean, you know, they're just, you know, Joe Joe understands. Joe knows what's going on. Don't worry. Uh, he's done so much for the Palestinian people. Now, I'm not really sure why he spent so much time talking about the Palestinians. Uh, you know, he did go to Israel. But then his big part of his trip was to go beg, uh, you know, gas can in hand, uh, beg uh, Saudi Arabia for gas and oil. I mean, for oil. Uh, so he had his gas can and, uh, you know, his best groveling shoes. But, I mean, there's not a lot of talk about that. Uh, he's, you know, more about uh, talking about the Palestinians and, uh, you know, telling, you know, uh, that they have to work. They have to work. Got so much work to do. But here he does say uh, how much he has done uh, for the Palestinians. And it is kind of uh, curious because you, you hear a dollar amount. It's unreal. The best way to feed the flame of hope is to demonstrate that things can be better. And President Abbas, the United States is a partner in this work to improve the day-to-day lives of the Palestinian people. That's why when I came to office, I reserved the policy, I reversed the policies of my predecessor and resumed aid to the Palestinians. More than a half a billion dollars in 2021. That support for the economic development of the Palestinian people to strengthen Palestinian security, to provide food for people to eat, to respond to the pandemic, including donating more than one million doses of COVID-19 to the West (laughs) Bank and Gaza. Oh, good. Well, I mean, he shipped it. I mean, they may not like that. I don't know. I mean, I, I thought you were trying to help them out, but you uh, shipped in a whole bunch of COVID to them. I, I don't think they're going to appreciate that, Joe. They're not going to like that at all. They don't. They didn't want a whole big bunch of uh, COVID. But um, what 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 was that dollar amount? Did you just say over half a billion dollars to the Palestinians? That seems seems a bit much. It seems slightly high. So why do we do that? We wanted to beef up their security. Now, are they under attack? I mean, it's really strange. I don't uh, see them under attack a whole lot. Now, I see them attacking Israel a lot. Uh, you know, bombs. And uh, it used to be a lot worse. Um, you know, it hasn't been as bad in, in recent months, I should say. But uh, you don't see a lot of... Uh, you see a lot of uh, Iran giving uh, missiles and rockets and stuff to uh, the Palestinians to shoot at Israel. Because, of course, Iran wants uh, Israel gone as well. Um but uh, why why are we paying them? Oh, I get it. It's 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 hush money. It's you know, oh, be good and we'll pay you. Now, why? And I, this has been a problem for a long time. This is one of the reasons, and the left doesn't understand this at all, uh, that people supported Trump because he was the one that brought out and said, why are we you know just giving all of our money away to the rest of the world? Why are we paying the rest of the world for all this? And uh, I need to go through a whole section. I, I printed off today just uh, the numbers for the USAID. What we give in USAID to countries is mind-blowing. Just will make you 
just tear your hair out. Uh, that's not to mention what we give to the UN. That's not to mention what we give to NATO. I mean, we basically support. We understand what I mean. I guess it's true. Uh, we shouldn't call it Uncle Sam anymore. It should be Daddy Sam because we are paying a lot of support payments to most of the world. In fact, that is one of the reasons that these people, I believe, this is not, you know, but I believe most of these people look at America as too big to fail. The rest of the world cannot afford for the United States to go down. And that's why they think they can do these crazy policies and, and blow the money out of proportion and everything else, because we support so much of the world, the rest of the world can't afford us not to be there. I mean, it would literally just, I mean, countries would start to just fall apart and starve to death in no time. And that's not being arrogant. That's me looking at the numbers going, um, most of these countries can't exist. Most of them won't. Uh, the UN wouldn't exist. NATO wouldn't exist. None of that stuff would uh, hold in place. Uh, most of the countries around the world would go completely bankrupt and starve. So, uh, yeah, why are we doing all that? Why, why are we doing all that when we have problems at home? And it's it's unreal. But. Uh, so we're given over half a billion now. Uh, just last year, we gave over half a billion to uh, the Palestinians, which is good. It's good. Uh, I hope that half a billion kept them placated so they don't lob any more rockets. Uh, although we could just, you know, defeat their military and just let Israel defeat their military and go on. But, you know, uh, that would be, you know, just a stupid idea. Biden goes to the Middle East. What a terrible, terrible shit show. Uh, so uh, he did uh, talk about meeting with uh, the prince there, the crown prince, Saudi Arabia. Uh, this uh, He's a little bit more awake, but uh, lying his ass off. And you can tell he's lying his ass off. Respect to the murder of Khashoggi, I raised it at the top of the meeting, making mm. it clear what I thought of it at the time and what I think of it now. And it was exactly, I was straightforward and direct in discussing it. I made my view crystal clear. Oh, I bet you did. I said very straightforwardly, for an American president to be silent on an issue of human rights is this consistent with, inconsistent with who we are and who I am. I'll always stand up for our values. Mr. President, what was the Crown Prince's response to your comments about Khashoggi? He basically said that he, uh, he, he was not personally responsible for it. I, I indicated I thought he was. He said oh, he was not you personally did not. responsible for it. Get out of here. Ah, against ah, those who were responsible. We just heard from Jamal Khashoggi's wife who said, after this visit, the blood of MBS's next victim is on your hands. What do you say to Mrs. Khashoggi? I'm sorry she feels that way. I was straightforward back then. I was straightforward today. Mm -hmm. What I This is a meeting. Not I didn't come here to meet with the Crown Prince. I came here to meet with the GCC and nine nations to deal with the security and, and uh, the needs of uh, the free world, and particularly the United States, and not leave a vacuum here, which was happening as it has in other parts mm -hmm. of the world. Uh, Mr. President, do you regret calling uh, uh, the Saudis a pariah? I don't regret anything I said. Did the do you feel, feel that way, though, Mr. We all do. Yeah, because he's never said anything wrong. Do I regret it? I don't regret anything that I said. Mm. What happened to mm -hmm. Khashoggi was outrageous. Mr. President, yes. you're coming under a lot of fire for your fist bump with the crown prince. Why? <laughs> I just wanted to give you a chance to respond to that. But also, how can you be sure that another incident, another murder like Jamal Khashoggi's won't happen again? Well, well you can't I love be. you. What a silly question. 
How could I possibly be sure of any of that? Right, that's I true. I just made it clear. If anything point. occurs like that again, yeah, you'll get that yeah. response and much more. All right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the last question was stupid. How can you guarantee it? You can't guarantee it. Uh, one thing you could do. Now, this is a crazy idea. Instead of going over and, uh, you know, chatting it up and going gas can in hand and, and begging and pleading to get more oil, what you could do is just, I don't know, produce it. Because we have much, 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 much more oil than, you know, Saudi Arabia. In fact... Uh, Texas has more oil than Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So there's that. And that's just one state. I mean, people don't understand this. The state of Texas actually has more oil than all but uh, two countries. They produce more oil than all but two countries. They are rivaled against places like Russia. That's just Texas. That's not Oklahoma. The Dakotas, Alaska, California, that none of that. That's just Texas. We could bankrupt all of these regimes tomorrow. Bankrupt all of them tomorrow if we wanted to. All we have to do is just produce the oil that we have. And it'll literally bottom out the market and destroy... All these regimes you want rid of. Absolutely destroy them. But, you know, hey, what who, What do I know? You know, you could stop the war in Ukraine tomorrow. You could stop it tomorrow. Start producing the oil that we have. Open the spigot and destroy the crude oil price. And it would be done. Because they wouldn't have the money to continue. Absolutely would not have the money to continue. You would bankrupt them. So, you know, hey, what do I know? What do I know? Uh, here he is talking to uh, this group. I think it was the, uh, I guess it was the oil contingency there. Uh, and he is just sharp as a tack. Let me tell you, he was wide awake. They had shot him up. I mean, oh, this is just amazing. As he sets falling asleep and reading whatever the hell this is, it's just a garbage word salad. The United States is clear-eyed about the challenges in the Middle East and about where we have the greatest capacity to help drive positive outcomes. Our objectives are focused on, excuse me, are focused, realistic, and achievable so that we can target our resources, rebuild trust, and deliver real results. He doesn't know what he's saying. And we will operate in the context of the Middle East as it is today, Mm. a region more united than it has been in years, The GCC is a prime example of that. Former rivals reestablish diplomatic and economic ties. New memberships are being forged. Pause for a second. And increasingly, the world is seeing the the Middle East through the lens of opening and opportunity. Let me state clearly that the United States is going to remain an active, engaged partner in the Middle East. As the world grows more competitive, and the challenges we face more complex is only becoming clear to me that how closely interwoven America's interests are with the successes of the Middle East. We will not walk away and leave a vacuum to be filled by China, Russia, or Iran. We'll seek to build on this moment with active principal American leadership. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, uh, am I still talking? Uh, I didn't know if I was still talking. Uh, is anybody else awake? I mean, that's just it's horrible. He did make this comment, which I highly disagree with. The way I react. Mm-hmm. No one's ever wondered what I mean what I say. The question is, I sometimes say all that I mean. Right, right. Nobody ever questions what he says. I mean, I do a lot, so I guess that's wrong. Uh, A lot of people question everything you say because nobody can understand half of it. I mean, I just went through that. My brain turned off. It was like, uh, you know, it's going to be uh, Middle East and um, do stuff. I mean, it's awful. What the hell is that? I mean, can you imagine those people? They're having to like pinch themselves to wake back up. And, like, God, is it over? Is he has he shut up yet? Uh, and then you know, the all indications are they said, um, yeah, no, on the oil, we're we're at peak oil. We can't produce anymore. Uh, you should produce some. And um, you know, of course, that's not going to happen. Ugh, why in the world would we even think that? Just. Just a waste of time and just a chance for him to uh, go on and on and on. But here he is talking about how much money we're going to give the Palestinians for medical and how amazing in this agonizing story over the nurses. It is just unreal. This whole thing, man. My name is Joe Biden. I'm Joe Biden's husband. He started with that. Oh, yeah. It gets better. Today, I'm pleased to announce the United States is committing an additional $100 million. There will not be another. Your staffs Mm -hmm. that work for the Palestinian people. (laughs) This is a multi-year commitment. Both resources and expertise. Mm -hmm. Both resources and expertise. Uh, In both 2010... 2016 my wife and daughter were killed and my boys were trapped in a vehicle for three hours when a tractor trailer hit them the doctors saved their lives but the what nurses the hell? made them want Positive. to care okay so uh he said 2010 2016 they gave money he's given more money um then his wife was killed and boys were trapped that happened in the 70s i don't know what the hell he's talking about he's just rambling on a bunch of garbage and he goes on with this agonizing story every day knew knew when they were ready when they weren't ready for what (laughs) what i was making a speech and uh i had a terrible headache (laughs) Oh, 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 oh wow. God. Excuse me. Seems like headache. he needs a hospital. I want to stop. Good nurses, apparently, in the past. And he's going to tell you about them. All right, good. Sorry. Years ago. <laughs> and I did a very stupid thing. What'd you do? <laughs> I got on an aircraft and I flew home. Turned out I had a, <laughs> two cranial aneurysms. <laughs> What? And I got rushed to a hospital in the middle of a snowstorm for a nine and a half hour operation that saved my life. And I had the second operation. They found an aneurysm on the other side of my brain. Mm-hmm. I joked the reason they went in twice to take the top of my head off was they couldn't find a brain. The first yeah, that's not yeah, funny. That's right. I had a major Pause it for a second. Uh, so, um, 
he does realize he's in the Middle East, okay? They're not big on uh, comedy. Uh, they're not very big on, like, self-deprecating humor. It's just a completely different situation. It's just not the same thing at all. Uh, and I'm sure these people are like, what the hell is going on? Um, yeah, but it really isn't funny because he doesn't have a brain. It's gone long ago. It's gone. It's mush. And he goes on. This is still more agonizing. I mean, this can you imagine having to go and you're going to hear the president speak and of uh, the United States speak and you're expecting, you know, uh, some kind of inspirational speech or at least talking about what you're going to do and you get this of him going, oh, aneurysm. They cut my head open on oh, nurses. Yeah, I don't know. It almost killed me. Okay. Nothing unusual that other people haven't gone through. But I look back on, and I don't think you nurses are nearly appreciated enough. What I found was, you lie in the ICU, and I've not said this publicly before, and you look at the monitors, and you know if the line goes flat, uh-huh. leader of the free world, right here. You don't know who each monitor is, but you know. I really mean it. Ways. Yeah, I mean. What an amazing, amazing thing. He said, you lay there and watch, and if the monitors go flat, you're dead. Um, Yeah? I don't believe you're monitoring that. I mean, if it goes flat, you're not seeing it. So, um, hmm. I don't know. Uh, He goes on. He goes back to the same thing where they touched his cheeks and whispered in his ear to keep him alive while he was going through all this. It's just agonizing just so he can tell them that he, uh, you know, going to give him a whole bunch more money. Even when you're not in pain, you just want to quit. And the nurses at Walter Reed Hospital would come up Mm-hmm. They'd rub my face, <laughs> whisper in my ear, be okay. Might get kind of creepy here. It'll, soon. Be, okay. <laughs> It'll be okay. They made a difference in my life. Yeah. Okay. I can't take any more. I fell asleep a while back. I have no idea. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, it's just terrible. It's agonizing. So that's what happened in the Middle East. Uh, is it going to help us out at all? Is it going to save you any money at the pump? Well, no. No, and obviously uh, gas prices did go down by 30 cents, and that is a major breakthrough. I mean, I think we've been so uh, overton windowed by going above five bucks that we're like, oh, what? It's only 440? Oh, we better get there and get some gas. I mean, it was five dollars. So oh, now we're really saving money. It's still over four dollars. It's insane. It's absolutely crazy. Um, Let's see, there, there was a big celebration uh, because gas prices went down 30 cents, and that should be celebrated. That should be at the top of the list. Here you go. Energy, okay? The gas price is down uh, 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 more than 30 cents off of its peak. Now, uh, some of that has to do with initiatives that this White House has taken, the president's right. behest, including measures to increase the supply of, uh, of oil. Uh, so uh, I think if you actually look at what the president has done, uh, keep your head down, uh, that's, that's our assignment, and that's what we're trying to do. All right. Yeah, they're so happy. They're so happy. Now, uh, this next clip I have is uh, where they say, well, no, no, we don't want it both ways. Yeah, you do. You want to blame Putin uh, when the gas prices go up which it's not putin's price hike it's so stupid but um 
you want to blame him when they go up and take credit when they go down. But uh, somebody actually corners them on this and says, well, why do you want to how do you expect to have it both ways? And uh, this guy gets really, really upset when they bring this up and say, well, how can you have it both ways? How can you have nothing to do with the price going up, but you have everything to do with the price going down? And, uh, boy, this guy really, really gets uh, he gets a little pissed uh, because they're just being called out for the absolute scam artists and complete frauds that they are. But they don't really enjoy it when you bring it up and say, well, hey, you know, um, how can you have it uh, both ways? That's weird. Don't believe you can do that. And um, they disagree. Ways, Jared, because when the gas prices go up, it's got nothing to do with the president. When we see some decline, you want him to get the credit. Thank you. Uh, look, I think that, uh, that, Thank that you. Uh, it, 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 there's, there's no both way thinking here at all. I think that what? Uh, there has been uh, a consistent, uh, uh, I think, right. pressure on, on this it. White House to try it. to do everything it could to ameliorate inflationary pressures. And the president uh. has reacted uh, from the beginning. Uh, so he it was, it was Putin's fault. Jared. Bernstein. Down, he gets the credit. Yeah, I very much disagree right. with that framing. I was working uh, tirelessly to uh, address the uh, largest constraint, probably the toughest constraint, uh, facing uh, American households right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, they don't want it both ways. They're just out cheering on the fact that the gas price came down like 30 cents. But that's not us celebrating. I know. I mean, Putin put the gas prices up. I mean, we're fixing them. It's just so bizarre. It's so terrible. Oh, boy. So uh, Pete Buttigieg, uh, he went in front of Congress to talk about uh, electric cars and the electric grid. And, oh, boy, is he so, boy, he's just a brainiac, really. Uh, Thomas Massey kind of uh, cornered him on here. I, I like Massey. He's a good guy. Uh, but he corners him on this and just shows how insane all of this really is. Secretary Buttigieg, I've been driving an electric car for 10 years, and I've had solar panels for 15 years, and I'm really bullish on technology and the way it could help make our country energy independent or more energy independent. But I'm really alarmed at sort of the naivete of those who are promoting rapid adoption of these technologies with our existing infrastructure. President Biden signed a non-binding executive order stating that 50% of, of vehicles sold in the United States should be electric by 2030. Do you support that? Yes. And he also said that by 20, 2035 that 100% uh, of the federal fleet, federal government fleet should be electric. Do you support that? Yes. So, um, so which uses more electricity? We're talking about residential electricity here. A refrigerator when it's running or an electric car when it's charging in your garage? I would expect a car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you say it uses twice as much or 25 times as much? I would think closer to 25 times as much. Yeah. It's, mm. it's actually 50 uh, <laughs> in, wow. at the instantaneous moment, but wow. over the course of a year, if I take the numbers from the U.S. Department of Energy about the average household, how many vehicles they own and how far they drive, mm -hmm. over the course of a year, uh, an American household would use 25 times as much electricity for their electric car as they would for their refrigerator. Unreal. Uh, if they had 100% adoption. If, if, and the average family has two vehicles, and this would be if the average family had two electric vehicles. 
Do you think it would strain the grid if everybody plugged in 25 refrigerators in every household? <laughs> well, if we didn't make any upgrades to the grid, sure. I mean, if we had yesterday's grid with tomorrow's cars, it's not going to work. It's one of the reasons why we believe that infrastructure includes electrical infrastructure and argued for that mm. to be included, as it thankfully was in the bipartisan law. Okay, so this is a big misnomer. I don't know if people understand this exactly. So if you um, have a you know, electric car and you plug it in at home, uh, your power bill is going to go through the roof like there is no tomorrow. I mean, if you're paying a couple, two, three hundred dollars a month in a power bill, um, you're looking at, you know, getting up around a grand if you charge your car at home. Now, is that cheaper than the gas you're going to spend? I don't know. I, it depends. You're going to have to do the math on that, but I'm probably going to say uh, it's more expensive. Now, if you charge it at one of the charging stations, that's not free either. And so I watched the thing this week and they were doing a comparison to uh, see, you know, um, the price differential between electric or gas powered vehicles uh what it costs to fuel them because everybody goes well you're going to save so much money yes you get you an electric car yes it costs more but all the money you're going to save from not having to buy gas well you're going to be in great shape uh no you're going to spend not only more on the car but a hell of a lot more on keeping that car charged to where you can drive it around and then of course the environmental cost is astronomical because all these things are still made with all the same crap that every other car has been made with for, you know, ever. And on top of that, now you have a highly toxic, non, uh, non-recyclable, humongous batteries. But we don't even have enough raw materials to make. But even if you did, they are non-recyclable. They are highly, highly toxic. Oh, and by the way, the people that have to get the minerals out of the ground right now, most of it's third world countries uh, and uh, probably um, serious child labor situations and people getting very sick and dead doing it. But you know what? It's so much better for the environment. I mean, you think about all those toxic batteries just leaching into the ground, poisoning everything around it. I mean, how much cleaner can you get? Funny story this week, a uh, windmill. Uh, fell in, uh, I think it was Denmark. Um, you know, it collapsed. And now they have a problem. There's a whole lot of oil leaking everywhere. So it's a, now it's a, uh, you know, an ecological disaster. There's people who go, what? Now, if you didn't know that this was a scam, they require a ton of oil to keep the gearbox on one of these things lubricated, which has to be changed yearly. Now, here's an estimate of how much that is. An average wind farm, you're going to love this, an average wind farm uses 12, what is it, 12,000, 12 million, 12,000, I think mean, it is 12,000 gallons of oil a year just for each wind farm. It's just We have an oil spill. Well, what happened? Was it a refinery? Uh, no, it's a windmill. What? What are you talking about? Uh, it, it is all a scam. It's a complete and total scam. It is a joke, and it's hard to believe that that is, uh, you know, that's what we're doing. 
Uh, it's all a scam. Can the grid handle it? No. Can the grid uh, be upgraded in time to handle it? No. And uh, are we going to be able to do it with uh, wind and solar? Absolutely freaking not. Not in a million, million, million years. Not even close. Uh, you would have to build enough uh, fossil fuel burning power plants to handle this that you would be double tripling probably the uh, CO2 output, which apparently you care about so much. Well, you do, apparently. Uh, John Kerry seems he seems very, very concerned. Look that across that chest. Anyway, uh, he seems very concerned about it. Although his family and the jet that he likes to fly around the world on doesn't seem that interested um the Kerry family jet which is mostly used by john Kerry, as he flies around the world to tell everybody that they're terrible on climate change they're killing the planet uh he's admitted only 300 million metric tons of co2 from his private jet just in the last two years since he's been you know the climate czar saving the planet so he's doing his part oh wait a minute what no no not at all uh these people are frauds. It's a scam. It enriches them and it makes you poorer and more dependent on them. That is the scam. Got to take a quick break. I'll be right back. Rated the worst. Losing the most bags. Shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left? To distract from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs. Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians. Is constantly political. Why? Cover. Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. Religious minorities were ripped from their families, sterilized, sold to factories. Nike made shoes in those same areas. Congress tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe, Nike. Stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians is getting political, attacking Georgia's popular voting law. Why? To distract from years of dismal sales, terrible 2020 results, reports suspecting they benefited from forced labor. In China, Coca-Cola products are poisoning America's youth and worsening the obesity epidemic. So the company tried funding phony science to minimize the harms, but they got busted. James Quincy, Coca-Cola, stop poisoning our children. Serve your customers, <laughs> not woke politicians. All right, and we're back. So there's been some talk, um, and a lot of people warning Biden against this, but he's been talking about, well, you know, I didn't get his, uh, he didn't get his big climate bill through. And uh, Joe Manchin from West Virginia is the one that stood in his way. Um, well, you know, that's, you know, I mean, I don't know what else they expected. The man comes from West Virginia. Their entire, what's left of the economy, and trust me, I am from Southern West Virginia, uh, born and raised, lived there for many decades. Um, it is a depressed area because what's left of the coal industry there is is dying, and it has really, really devastated the entire state. There's, you know, it is a very poor area. And uh, they're talking about killing what's left of it, and they're not talking about anything that can help them. And one thing that had been starting to help develop and bring some money back was uh, fracking and uh, shale uh, for natural gas had started to really help. 
and they're wanting to kill that too so obviously he's going to vote against it it's stupid uh, it would be suicide not to uh, but now biden is talking about a climate emergency executive order which would give him emergency powers to uh basically run the oil companies in in some ways uh, and a lot of other things that just would be way overreach and especially uh this is what they've been gearing up for they want him to uh, declare a climate emergency so he has like insane unlimited power basically becomes a uh, king in a lot of ways definitely becomes a dictator and uh, gives him amazing emergency powers which we're all very familiar with from covid and we know what happens when people enact emergency powers uh you know the constitution gets burned uh your civil liberties and civil rights go out the window uh you know due process all that stuff is gone and uh this is uh something that should only be used if there was a you know maybe an invasion directly on our shores and we had to declare martial law in an emergency other than that i see no reason to ever have this whatsoever period and it shouldn't be there but there's going to, i mean there's talk that he may try to use it i uh doubt i doubt that's going to happen i really do um just because the ima- massive massive backlash would just be uh unsustainable apparently for the most unpopular president of all time so that there's that too so as summer goes on we hear more and more and more about climate change it is unbelievable because we heard before that climate and weather well that had nothing to do with each other those aren't the same thing uh climate doesn't have anything to do with what well it does change the weather but no i mean weather doesn't affect climate it's just on and on and on and uh so now that we're going through a heat wave which i don't know if people understand um it's summer and many places during the summer they get they get hot they get they get really hot now i know there's a big deal being made about texas it's 109 degrees in uh, Dallas. Yeah, it, it gets over 100 routinely in Texas in the summer. I don't know if you notice, uh, it's a lot closer to the uh, equator, you see. It, it's a lot closer to the equator, and that's that's where, uh, you know, uh, it gets really warm. Um, I know it's so bizarre. Um you know, you don't hear a lot about, um, you know, nobody's talking about Phoenix. Well, that's because Phoenix is only like 110, 112. And, you know, a lot of times it'll go to 120 routinely in the summer. But the big story is the UK. The UK is on fire. I mean, they're practically all burned to death. Now, are they experiencing a heat wave? Yes. But we were told over and over and over that weather is not climate. But because it gets hot for a few days, all you hear is climate. It's climate emergency, climate emergency, climate emergency. We got to do something about the climate. Uh, well, I thought climate wasn't weather. I mean, it's so bizarre. It's so stupid. And then in the middle of winter, when it's freezing cold, they're like, I see it's, oh, it's climate. It's unbelievable. Uh, anyway, uh, got a lot of lot of uh, climate garbage coming out. Why is this guy talking? This is what I don't understand. So they, um, yeah, uh, some of the most worthless people. 
uh, the uh, members of the royal family. And I say that because they have contributed nothing to society for, you know, eons. And yet people listen to what the hell they have to say. I don't I don't get that. Um, maybe it's because I'm American and, you know, we fought a war to not have to deal with that anymore. Uh, it was a long time ago, but we decided a long time ago that why the hell would we listen to people that contribute nothing to society and they've not, you know, earned anything. They're just born from mostly uh, – Mostly for generations, inbreeding, and uh, they're supposedly the experts that should run things. That seems stupid just because of who they are. That's really dumb. So, uh, yeah, and I agree with that. I don't understand why people even, you know, why people even listen to this stuff. But, of course, we got more climate change garbage coming from, uh, oh, yeah, of course, the wonderful, wonderful royal family. It's been a painful year in a painful decade. We're living through a pandemic that continues to ravage communities in every corner of the globe. Climate change wreaking havoc on our planet, with the most vulnerable suffering most of all. Oh, are they? The few weaponizing lies and disinformation at the expense of the many. And from the horrific war in Ukraine to the rolling back of constitutional rights here in the United States, we are witnessing a global assault on democracy and freedom. Yes, yes. Allowing children to be born and live. Man, what monsters we are here. I can't believe that. We want more people to be alive. How can we roll back freedom so far? I mean, they roll it back even further, and there will be more people alive than mass killing. What monster? Monsters. We're monsters. I'm telling you. Monsters. We want babies to live. We don't want to rip them from limb from limb out of a mother's womb and crush their skulls. What barbarians we are. I can't believe we would want to do something like that. Man, listen to this dipshit. I don't understand. Maybe someday uh, somebody can explain it to me in a way that would make sense that just because of uh, the name he was born with, somehow he's an expert on any freaking thing. Nothing. They are experts on nothing. They have contributed nothing to society whatsoever. They produce nothing. They leech off of the backs of hardworking men and women. So they are should be pariahs, honestly. They should just be pariahs. They're like uh, they're like uh, someone who scammed the welfare system into uh, being a billionaire. That's basically what they did. Uh, that's who they are. It's who they always been. And uh, you know, I'm I don't want to hear from them. Honestly, I don't. But uh, you know, the uh, good old White House liar. She is really, really, really good. Uh, she is saying that Biden, man, he is doing so much, so much for the climate. He's going to fix the climate. He is all powerful. An all-powerful being that can fix the climate. Speaking of uh, climate change, so we are closely monitoring extreme heat conditions uh, impacting much of Europe, as well as the extreme heat impacting the more than 100 million Americans who are struggling with extreme heat just this week alone. The impacts of extreme weather are intensifying across the globe, including here in the United States. No one is immune from climate change. It's uh, why the good. president has been uh, rallying the world to take the decisive action. You mean we have not? We have not developed a climate change vax yet? Have you, have you talked to Pfizer? 
they may be able to come up with a series of jabs. Uh, just saying they could possibly come up with a series of jabs that could maybe possibly keep you immune to climate change. Um, not sure. We, we might want to check into that. ...in this decade to tackle Pause. the climate crisis. It's also why the president is committed to taking aggressive action Take to it. tackle climate change and no. made clear Gosh. if the Senate won't act, he will. In fact, what will he as, do? Many you, as many of you have seen already as today, many of the president is... will travel to Somerset, Massachusetts tomorrow. Uh -huh. While oh, there, good. he will visit the future site of manufacturing plant located at a former coal-fired power plant that will oh, produce... Good. Glad we crushed that. Transmission cables we don't need for power. Massachusetts booming offshore wind industry. Oh, the president yes. will underscore yeah. the historic clean energy investments his bipartisan infrastructure law will make in Massachusetts and announce additional actions he will take to tackle the climate crisis and secure a clean energy future. The president ran on fighting the mm. unprecedented economic and national security threat of climate mm. change and oh. he, has take, he has been taking <laughs> decisive action to do so since taking office. Mm. Tomorrow's action will be a continuation of that work. Oh, good, 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 good. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm glad they knocked down that power plant. Can you imagine? I mean, who needs power? Just get it from those uh, offshore wind. Oh, we're not allowed to do. Oh, offshore wind farm. Yeah, yeah, it might. It might even if they keep them blowing all the time, they may they may actually uh, power a few homes for a few days. That's if they're lucky. Um, but yeah, you definitely want to get that going. I mean, you haven't soaked the taxpayers enough. I mean, of course it's subsidized. That means they get tax breaks and, and money from the government to build it. And then they charge more for the electricity so they can recoup more of the cost. And then they get paid for having them. Well, that sounds like a pyramid scam. That's because it is complete and total and utter scam. Windmills, solar panels are absolutely not going to power all the electric crap they think it will. There's no way. Nor can the grid handle it. And it's just, God. It is uh, it is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But we have more more stuff, more stuff going on. Uh, the electric uh, insanity is only part of it. Uh, you know, many places are saying, well, it's hot now. He's going to have some blackouts and brownouts. Why? Oh, because we knocked down all of our power plants. But I thought we were going electric with all of our cars. So, well, it should work out just fine. Shouldn't be a problem at all. Um, you know, who needs electricity? Just knock them all down. It's unbelievably stupid. These people are just absolutely brainless boobs that just, you know, go around and uh to add to that uh we have more on the uh, abortion uh protesting and stories and it's just it's just unbelievable that people are this uh dumb here's a woman uh giving a speech at some sort of uh gathering or hearing uh about what a great thing abortion is abortion Crazy. not only mine but because shortly after roe v wade a black woman was able to have an abortion in illinois she was in a relationship that wasn't right for her and it allowed her to move on attend nursing school and marry a fellow student and have a child with him as my mother that, um, that child was me yep. and as my mother told me renee i chose you that is exactly what abortion is about oh well no 
No, that's not what abortion's about. Um, she was in a relationship that just wasn't right for her. So murder is fine. Is that what we're saying? Is that is that what you're saying? Well, why kill the baby? Won't you kill the uh, kill the person you're in the relationship with? I mean, why shouldn't that be? I mean, it was a relationship that wasn't working. So just off them. Why not? You're perfectly fine with, you know, offing the kid. How sick is that? Well, I'm so happy my mom had an abortion because, you know, later on she decided to have me. Is that what you tell yourself so you can sleep? Is that is that what's going on? I don't understand. Like that it's just unbelievably horrible. Your mother killed your sibling, by the way. Just to let you know, that's that's exactly what happened. Just because she didn't like the relationship she was in, and she was afraid that because of decisions she made, yes, decisions she made, that she was going to be able to kill the consequences for those decisions or, you know, the price for those decisions. I, I That's where we're at. That's That's what it boils down to. It is that simple. No, we're not talking about rape and incest. Not at all. I'm talking about people willingly have unprotected sex with no precaution, get pregnant and go, nah, not today. Let's kill it. And that's supposed to be totally fine and somehow righteous and the right thing and, and ordained by all the moral codes. And I, I, it just it blows my mind. Here is a woman from the military, an army lady who is woke up, boy, she is so upset about abortion. This shows you how dumb people are. Yeah, it did happen. It happened. Mm-hmm. I woke up from a nap to this. On deployment. <laughs> I woke up from a nap to this news. Oh, boy. Oh. America is waking up to this news. Yeah. I just extended my contract to continue serving this country a week ago. Mm-hmm. Appreciate your service. Thank How am I supposed to swear to support and defend the Constitution when and a country we're gonna kill less babies. that treats its women it's like second-class citizens? So how are you being treated like second-class citizens, huh? Do we um, <clears throat> do we give the the man that is involved, and I say man because uh, there is no other way to impregnate a woman without a man. See, uh, this I know it's really crazy, and you practically have to be have a doctorate in biology to figure out that it takes both sperm and egg to make baby. So, however you want to work that out, um, there is a male and a female involved in this situation. So, uh, but we don't ask the guy. But if the baby is born, we you know it's okay to chase him to the ends of the earth to pay for said baby, which you know is fine. I'm not saying that's an issue. I think men should step up and be fathers. So, I'm not saying that, but that is completely fine. But we can't hold the other party who willingly participated in this. Uh, to being like, no, you can't just murder it because you decided today that you didn't like the fact that you, uh, you know, uh, decided to have unprotected uh, sex last night. And uh, or obviously not last night, but uh, you decided to have unprotected sex, you know, a couple months ago and and you got pregnant and you decided today, ah, nah, I'm good. Let's just kill it. That's somehow oppressing women. Now, I believe that's holding it to the same standard, saying, well, you know, if, uh, you know, you participate 
You know, there are reactions to every action. And as an adult, you should uh, know that full well and you take responsibility for your actions. That's that's just real simple. Mm. How am yeah. I supposed to do that? Yeah. How, How am I supposed to do How that with do that? pride? Yeah, I don't know. How am I supposed to do that with Pause love it. and honor? I'm supposed to wake up every day mm-hmm. and put on a freaking uniform that says United States Army when the United States doesn't even give a rat's ass about me. It gives more of a rat's ass mm-hmm. about the guns they're allowed to buy mm-hmm. that kill the children that I'm forced to what? give birth to. <laughs> no one is forcing you to get pregnant. Is this the part we're leaving out? I believe this is the part we're skipping. Did someone force you? Someone forced you? Well, I think they call that rape, and there's uh, great exceptions for <clears throat> being raped, and uh, so on. Don't think that. So you're saying that there is no way for you to control your impulse to have unprotected sex. No way to control that. That's beyond your control. Absolutely beyond your control. You can't you know, have birth control. You can't take precautions. You can't do any of that. That's just completely out of your control. There's no way you could possibly be asked to do that. What about STDs, by the way? Are we forgetting about those? We're just focusing on pregnancy now. Isn't there risk of having, you know, just unprotected sex willy-nilly? I heard somewhere that there may be some, uh, you know, some nasty things you can catch from that. Weird, huh? So, again, this lady is bitching about somehow we're treating women as second-class citizens because they're not allowed to just... Bang anytime, get pregnant, and just kill it. Now, nobody's saying you can't just bang anytime you want, but if you don't want kids, uh, you're going to have to take some precautions with all that. You know, it's it's a thing. But we're, we're just not asking anyone to take any responsibility for anything and kill your mistakes. Huh. Weird. Think about that. No, I'm allowed to buy. They mm-hmm. kill the children yeah. that I'm forced to to give birth to and we care more about guns uh well um guns are uh, you know firearms are in the constitution under the second amendment uh baby murder um i've read the constitution it's not that long it doesn't take that long to read it uh killing the mistake of um or killing your responsibility so you don't have to uh deal with it not a clause in the constitution weirdly enough i know i know i mean in a free country you should be able to kill anything that's uh you know just getting in your way and causing you uh to may not be able to really reach your dreams and following the argument they have which all this is like oh well you know i wouldn't have been able to uh succeed in this i wouldn't be able to do that i mean think of all the amazing things i've been able to do because i was able to kill that baby why would that not uh, then project onto everyone else that gets in your way? Anyone else that's holding you back? Anyone else that is keeping you from your potential? Why don't you? Why aren't you allowed to just kill them? Uh, we're saying that's bad. What's well, exactly what you're saying that you're doing with the babies? So, hmm, seems weird. But she goes on. Oh, that's so funny. Mm, isn't it? This effect on female service women is an unintended consequence. Mm. Oh, okay. Which means that lawmakers and 
um, yeah. Supreme Court justices probably weren't thinking about this when they wrote their 213 <laughs> some odd page report on it. So right? there, uh, there you go. They probably probably weren't thinking about the unintended But it is no military. And it weapon. affects mm-hmm. the very people. Yeah, the very that people. Those lawmakers hold to a higher standard because they support the troops. Do you really though? Do you do? That's a good you question. Really do you really the troops? Even though this is do you let them kill children? Greatly no. lessen the retention of women in the ranks of this military. Mm. You support the troops, even though you are going to ruin some women's careers. Oh wow! I'm deployed oh, right now. Wow, she's deployed. And I'm right now, so I know how this works. Of like, I have an extremely limited access to birth control. Uh huh. <laughs> so again, though, pause this Mil- for just a second. Bad. In the military, are mm-hmm. more likely to experience unplanned pregnancies. Women in the military are more likely to mm. experience sexual assault. Oh, no. Okay, well, that's, Where that's I'm at right covered, now, You right? can't even get an ultrasound without traveling off base. Yeah. You can't. It happened. It happened, ladies and gentlemen. It, it did. It happened. Uh, I'm not really sure why. I mean, abortion should be fine in the military. Why is that, by the way? Is, it, is there some uh, shortage? I mean... Huh. Weird. Unplanned pregnancy happens a lot in the military, huh? Is that is that due to um not being able to um find condoms? Is that not a thing? I'm just saying, I mean, you know. It's unreal. The amount of contraception that is available you can't possibly, just can't possibly ever prevent a pregnancy. I mean, why would you even try? I mean, that's a thing. Why even try? It's just better just to kill them all and let somebody else figure it out. That way they won't get in my way in my career. Yes, that's the tragic part of it is you won't rise higher in your career because you seem like such a bright bulb that uh, we really want to get you into maybe the nuclear program. You know, maybe maybe you could get some of those nuke buttons around you because you seem so stable. You seem like such a, a, a top, top thinker that you can't figure out how you would ever prevent a pregnancy except through killing the baby, having lots of abortions. Just got to kill them. Kill them all. I mean, that's where we're at. People have no idea how to actually take responsibility for their own actions or be responsible while taking those actions. Not approved. Not saying people aren't or shouldn't have sex. That's absolutely fine. Uh, If you don't want to make babies out of that, though, there are ways to prevent it. Uh, We've come up with quite a few very, very good ways. And, uh, you know, uh, that don't require waiting, you know, months and months and then just hacking a baby to death. Just saying. Uh, it's 21st century. Uh, if we can't do better than that, then, um, you know, maybe we should concentrate on that. Just, just an idea throwing it out there, but we don't want to leave good old Kamala Harris out. I mean, come on, where would we be without the veep? The veep thoughts are always important. They are always, always important. And the veep has some very in-depth thoughts about the new uh, ruling from the Supreme Court on abortion. Of course she does. Of course she does. She doesn't want that many more black babies born, so she wants them dead. And uh, here she goes. She says it's, I mean, it's just right in line with slavery. Oh, NAACP. 
that our country has a history of claiming ownership over human bodies. And today, extremist so-called leaders are criminalizing doctors and punishing women for making health care decisions for themselves. Um, hold on a minute. How is killing the baby a health care decision for the child? So I'm, it's weird. Just like slavery. I mean, just like slavery, because slave owners, that's what they really wanted. They wanted, um, well, no, they didn't want a whole lot more black babies born. That wasn't, no, no. So how is being in favor of primarily, I mean, let's be honest, uh, if abortion goes away, there will be a, an astronomical jump and rise in the amount of black babies because that's who get aborted more than anyone else. Um, hmm. How's that like slavery exactly again? How's that racist? Seems sort of the opposite of racism. And I honestly think this is the dying screams and cries of this celebrate and kill baby generation and ideas. I think it's going to the wayside of slavery. And that's why they compare it, because they realize the ramifications are the same. Uh, people thought slavery was an abomination inhumane and could not continue and the same is going to come around for abortion when people's heads get straight and they go why did we ever think that the wholesale slaughter of innocent children was somehow a noble thing because at one point it was considered very normal and a celebrated thing to have slaves that thinking changed this will too i hope it doesn't take a full-on war to get there but not to be left out in the uh, hypocrisy Olympics, because these people are hypocrites. They talk about how much they love minorities, how much they love all these people and want to fight for this person to stay alive and just save one life. But man, murder all the babies you can find. I mean, kill them in the streets. It's fine. Let's just celebrate that. If that's not hypocrisy enough. Mariel Bowser, the mayor of D.C., came out this week with the biggest hypocrisy I believe I've ever witnessed. This is way over the top. It's insane how hypocritical this is. And now I see uh, more of the governors and everything else are coming out and making the same stupid, just asinine uh, statements. But, uh, you know, we remember a while back we uh, were talking about uh, Greg Abbott from Texas, and I believe DeSantis did the same thing in Florida, but I know uh, uh, Abbott in Texas. They were putting uh, some of the migrants on buses, sending them to, uh, you know, D.C. and and other and New York and different places. Said, hey, listen, hey, you want to uh, encourage all this? Well, then you can share in it, too. You can share in uh, the wealth of all these amazing, diverse people coming across because they just – they just need their asylum seekers. They they just need help. And uh, well, one problem: uh, all those people that said that, and this is what people were saying then. None of these people uh, they all support it because they don't have to live with it daily. Well, so when the buses started showing up and the migrants started showing up in these cities, um, apparently um, they changed their tune real quick. Washington Post reported last week that homeless shelters in D.C. were filling up. Um, and groups are getting overwhelmed by these buses that the oh, governors of no. Texas and, and Arizona are sending here full of migrants. How significant migrants. is this influx? How many people 
Well, this is a very significant issue. Uh, we have huh. for sure called on the federal government uh, to work across state lines to prevent um, people from really being tricked uh, into getting on buses. Right. Uh, we, we think they're largely asylum seekers. You think? You uh, don't who are have going any to idea. Final destinations that are not Washington, D.C. Uh, I worked uh, with the White House to make sure that FEMA provided a grant to a local organization um, that is providing services to folks, um, but I fear that mm -hmm. they're being uh, tricked into nationwide um, bus trips mm -hmm. when their final destinations are places all over the United States of America. So it's not just local taxpayers picking up the tab. You're saying the federal government is helping. Well, local taxpayers are not picking up the tab and should not pick up the tab. Um Again, this is how absolutely retarded, yes, I said it, retarded these people are, or they think I am, or you are. Local taxpayers shouldn't pay for this. The federal government is. Who do you think funds the federal government, you dipshit? You absolute drooling moron, bigot, because apparently you're fine with the migrants flowing in. What was that about you weren't wanting to change the demographics to try to win elections? Well, then why do you care if they come to D.C.? Oh, that's right, because D.C. is already very democratic. We don't need the migrants here. No, they're being tricked. They're being tricked into come here. Oh, the local taxpayers. No, the local taxpayers, they won't have to pay a penny. The federal government's going to pick it up. Well, who funds the federal government? Oh, you mean those same local taxpayers? It is unfucking real. Either she is a drooling moron, which she is, and she believes you're just as stupid as she is. What a. Oh. And we really need a coordinated federal response. We know Do you? Um, that it's huh. done uh, for refugees who, uh -huh. who come uh, to, to the states from all points uh, of the world, and the same has to be And apparently you don't uh, want them in, in Washington, D.C. Right. It's not interesting, is right. it? That it's very interesting, very interesting. She doesn't want them. She wants a federal response to force the border around D.C. What a bigot. I bet you she'll even push to have a wall to secure her city. Oh. Can you imagine the horrors of this city when people are coming from around the world and descending on D.C.? They don't want to be here. They want to be somewhere else, somewhere more red so they can, you know, then be helped along to vote blue. Huh. Weird. And now more of them have come out, the governor of New York. And, uh, of course, I saw uh, May, the mayor of New York City, Adams, comes out because he's such a champion of minorities and immigrants. He just thinks they all should just they're perfect. Just get them voting and and just have them participate. Oh, wait a second. They're coming to New York. Oh, no, we got to keep them out. This is terrible. They're being tricked. You all are a bunch of liars, hypocrites, bigots and evil. There is no other word for all of you but evil celebrate the death of children walk on their graves to give yourself power pretend to support minorities while you want their babies killed and the only reason that you want people to flow across the border is try to win you more powers and elections in places who don't agree with you
Anyway, that's all I've got for today. I will be back. Like I say, I'm just going to do the one a week for uh, a little while here. Uh, I've got another project kind of going to try to get into uh, into rotation and see what happens. But uh, I will be back every week, of course, uh, with more and more and try to wrap as much into this time as I can. Um, the next episode, I am going to go through how much we spend on the rest of the world and why do we spend so much money on the rest of the world. The numbers are staggering and unreal it is unreal how much we the american taxpayer because again the federal government doesn't um yeah they don't have bake sales uh they're not making money they're taking money and how much of your money they are taking whether it be through taxes or printing it and causing inflation which is another tax to you uh to fund the rest of the world and pay off governments and things all over it is unbelievable uh, and disgusting. But anyway, please do remember to like, subscribe, rate, review. If you would like uh, to send a message, question, comment, idea, any of those things, you can do so uh, at Eric's America Pod on Facebook, at Eric's underscore podcast on Twitter, Eric's-America.com is the website, or an old-fashioned email, Eric's America Pod at gmail.com. That'll be all for this episode. I will be back next Wednesday. Until then, remember, it's no agenda, just America.